All right, we are back. Welcome back to the Upside Play, brought to you by RoyalRetros.com. Use promo code UPSIDEPLAY to get 10% off that order at RoyalRetros.com. I'm here today with Vince. We got the brains of the operation in the room. Just me and Vince. You know, mini camps going on, reports coming in left and right, who's doing good, who's not. And we're going to talk about some guys that, you know, we, we think haven't been valued as high as they should be. Um, someone that in a couple months you'll hopefully have an edge to draft maybe a little later than you should be able to. We're going to start with news and headlines, but Vince, big Golden Knights fan. I got to give you a little time to shine here. Um, I thought you were a bandwagoner, but then I really thought about it. You've been, you've been riding with them since they started to exist. Yeah. Everybody in this fan base is technically a bandwagoner, right? They started like four or five years ago. But you're in Sharks country, and you said that you're going to be a Knights fan. You guys are in the Stanley Cup final, being the piss out of the Panthers every night. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's uh, I, I went into this series very nervous because the Panthers were just stopping anything near the goal. And the Knights just went into the finals and was like, we don't care. Our offense is just that much better than your defense. So we were, out, we're outscoring them. I believe it's, uh, what is it, 12 to 4 now in the first two games. Um, going back to Florida, it, it's a tough series. Um, they're, they're playing hard. Uh, the, the Panthers are playing very hard, very scrappy, but they just can't get anything past Aiden Hill, who is just a brick wall out there. It's, uh, it's very fun to watch this next team. They're a fun team to watch. You know, I, I wish I could have a little more hockey in my bag. I unfortunately don't, but I, I do listen. And um, all I heard was how unstoppable or the run that their goalkeeper had been on. And you guys just yeah. put it on the dude. So good on you. Keep it going. I thought I'd bring up the Stanley Cup final first. And then secondly, we're going to bring up your first pot as a married man. Golf yeah. clap it up for Vince, everybody. It's just me. But Appreciate golf clap that. it up for Vince. Appreciate that. Yeah, we got married a couple of weeks ago. And uh feels good to be back. feels good to have that, you know, be over with. So uh, now we yeah. can focus on Jimmy. Exactly. Focus on Jimmy. Focus on these hype trains and see if uh, see if these players are going to break out. If they're just going to be scrubs. Speaking of hype trains, we've uh, we've seen a story unfold. It's DeAndre Hopkins' new free agency saga, which pretty exciting. Top wide receiver in the league, officially a free agent, um, as I think last week. And then today we get the news that he's visiting with the Titans, going down to Tennessee. It, Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't his personal checklist a, a winning team with a, a stable franchise leader and then a stable quarterback? Yeah, and they have a good coach. They do have a, a GM that is respected and a new GM who is respected in, in uh, those circles. But the other two are just cannot be far off. <laughs> I don't know why even I, – I don't even think they have the money to do it. Yeah, the he he also wanted to get a bag, right? Yeah. You you wanted to get paid. He just he is well, he was the highest paid wide receiver annually. So I don't know if you keep wanting to get the bag, if you want to try to get the ring and get the bag after. You're still, I think he's 30 years old. He's still got it left in the tank. There's a lot of teams that could use his services too. Oh. Um, I mean, the Titans are definitely one of them. Yeah. Their wide receiver one is a mystery, um, but. I just, I don't know, after seeing his report and almost his demands of what he wanted, it's surprising that his first visit's in Nashville. Uh, we were talking but, about this a little bit in the group chat. I just think the Titans are going to be really, really bad this year. They don't have a good offensive line. They have a bad defense. Ryan Tannehill is 
Ryan Tannehill. You don't know if it's going to be him, Willis, or Levis. I just – DeAndre Hopkins. If I, if I was DeAndre Hopkins, I'd be running far away from Tennessee. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I feel like it's almost like a leverage technique or leverage yeah. tactic at this point. But, I mean, he's flying all the way out there. Maybe, you know, inside the NFL they see different things than we do. But it's surprising, to say the least. It's very surprising. I don't think he's going to sign there. <clears throat> Where would you ideally like to see DeAndre Hopkins land? If uh, no Raiders, but yeah. you know, ideally, where where is he a best fit where his talents are going to be utilized? We talked about this before we started recording, but uh, it kind of just peeked in the Lions' wide receiver room a little bit. They went into last season with Jamison Williams missing time, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, and Amon Rossman Brown. This year, they're going into the season with. Jamison Williams missing time, Marvin Jones, um, uh, Josh Reynolds, no DJ Clark, and Amon Ross. Cleve Raymond. Yeah, and Cleve Raymond. So <laughs> this seems, and they have the cap space to do it. This team seems like the best opportunity or the best team to go after a guy like DeAndre Hopkins this late in the process or any other wide receiver that gets cut via cap casualty or maybe a guy like a rookie is uh, is balling out in training camp and the uh, team wants to get rid of a veteran. Detroit seems like the perfect opportunity, but I think DeAndre Hopkins is a perfect fit in Detroit. If my team had zero chance in contending for a Super Bowl, I would give the chalk answer of how great would him and Patrick Mahomes be? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, how would he look on the Jets alongside Garrett Wilson, uh, yeah. with all of Rogers' other disciples? There's, there's a lot of teams that I think could use him. Um, one unique that I hadn't seen thrown out there a ton yet was the New York Giants. And obviously the Giants are kind of playing in a, a playbook of their own where any guy can be utilized and any guy can really be a stud in that offense. But they're they're without a true alpha. Um, you don't know who their true number one is going to be. They had a playoff team last year, feisty defense, head coach that knows what the fuck he's doing. Um I, when he listed his demands, I kind of counted them out considering what they have. But if he's taking a visit down to Nashville, you can take a visit to New York, exactly. uh, e either team. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if New York's burnt on the Kenny Galladay contract situation and probably how much they gave him and if they're going to just be out and hopefully draft one. But that'd be a great fit. Hopefully, you know, Danny Dimes can throw more than 15 touchdowns. Because they, they don't even have a receiver that's like him either. Like, yeah. there there's no one that I could think of off the top of my head that – obviously, he's a, a top receiver in the league, but someone that runs routes like that, has that length, um, you know, can high point the way he does. He's just – he would be so unique in their offense. So, fun team to look out for. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. I, I do want to say he's not going to Nashville. Their huh? best pass catchers are their running back and tight end. Like, that yeah. wide receiver room is just wide open. Like, they tried to get these – Jamison Crowder, Paris Campbell, like these like middle end of roster guys to take over these targets, but they need a legit wide receiver one. We'll go over to my side of town here. The 49ers, we'll keep it brief. I, I re-listen to these podcasts a lot, and I, I realize that I just ramble on about the Niners for 30 minutes if I need to do so. So we're, we'll do my best to keep it brief here. But Brock Purdy, he's had some throwing sessions. Um Everything looks like he's going to be ready on time for training camp. It's, it's what we've heard, um, you know, beat writers inside the building, letting us know, you know, three months after um, he's progressing really well. And um, I mean, the throwing program, I think he's throwing three times a week now and he's ahead of schedule according to Kyle and 
49ers Twitter could not be in more shambles about a potential quarterback being healthy, which is so ironic, but you know, Brock Purdy, hopefully back. Um, I, I get asked this all the time. Who do I want the quarterback to be? I, I think when I tell people that I, I talk about football, um, they always ask, Oh, who's going to be your quarterback this year? I will keep it brief. I'm going to keep this consistent throughout the, throughout the off season. I would love to see Trey Lance get to play those first two games. I'd love to see Brock really build back arm strength. I think he did a great job. He deserves to be a starter in the NFL. I would also like to see what our number three overall pick can do on the field in an extended period of time. Love to see him get two starts. Love to see him just absolutely dismantle the Steelers on opening day. That's what I'll say. That's that's 49ers talk today. Brock Purdy, hopefully back. Love him to be back. Also want Trey to get a couple games in. We'll see where this goes. Training camp's a little ways away. Any any comment on Brock? I think if Brock Purdy's healthy by week one, it's, it's Brock Purdy's job to lose. Um, he just played tremendous in the in the run to the NFC Championship game. They I don't care what Maher says. They would have won that game if Brock Purdy was healthy. So I I just don't see how it obviously aside from injury how anyone else goes into the season as a starter. If they say in the preseason, even if he plays or not, if they say week one, he's healthy, he's ready to go, he's 100%, he's your starting quarterback. That's just how I feel about that. I do. I can, you know, give a definitive comment. No matter what, half of our fan base will be pissed. No matter what. And then you'll have those, you'll have that like 10% saying, I really want to see what Sam Darnold has. He should be out there. <laughs> yeah. Bring so, Jimmy back. I, yeah, I'm the, part of those guys will be Twitter there. more than I'm part of Raider Twitter. It's it's literally a great place to be because every tweet's different. Every every tweet is bashed from someone else. It's just an amazing side of Twitter to be on. It's always so definitive too. You know, yeah. like they're, they're they leave nothing up for uh, speculation. Yeah. Uh, last news headline here: Brees Hall. Um, our fantasy football darling from last year that tore his ACL, I think week seven. Yeah. Uh, Robert Sala said he's very optimistic that Brees Hall is going to be ready to go week one. Um, they open up on Monday night football, which is awesome, against the Bills. Great game. Uh, but would love to see Brees Hall. Absolutely. Uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers will make do if he has to skip a week without Brees Hall, and there'll be other pass catching backs there, hopefully Michael Carter. Um, but, you know, Brees Hall being back is great. He was revered as one of the better running back prospects we've seen last year coming out, had a great start, and then ACL tear, unfortunately. A bug that's been going around a little too much for our liking. Uh, but I, I would love to see the guy back. He's When healthy, he looked like he was ready to be a true, true RB1. Um, yeah. Just dynamic. You know, this is also a spot. I know we talked about it with Hopkins, the free agency and stuff. But this is a this is a spot where you can see like a Leonard Fournette, a Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook trade. Uh, so this is a spot where Brees Hall is maybe closer to being on the pup than closer to you know two three weeks off. Then they'll make that signing. They have a little bit of cap space with the uh, relief from that weird awkward Aaron Rodgers contract. But yeah, I mean I would love to see Brees Hall get week one workload i loved him last year that guy just looked so damn good last year I'll, I'll, i'm probably gonna drop him anywhere and just wait it out 
yeah, he's one of those guys that, you know, you, you might sneak him around in the third round in a, in a redraft league and feel really happy about where you got him. I mean, we brought up Dalvin Cook. There's still a lot of running backs. There's still a lot of post-June 1st moves that we thought were going to happen, and they were still kind of lingering. Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. Don't know what's happening with those guys. They could be anywhere at the beginning of the season. They're major players. They're major running backs. And so there's still more moves to be made. Um, it's just so uh, disappointing because you hear like, oh, wait until post June 1st and we're at June 7th and there's still a lot of guys waiting. And, you know, when free agency hits, it's like it's there and that's all you're doing. Everybody's flying around everywhere. We're, we're playing the slow game right now, but exciting to look out for. There's a couple running backs to keep your eye on. Uh, over to quarterbacks. So we're going to do undervalued QBs, undervalued wide receivers. Um, I, Vince, what, one of your favorites to start off with here. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the well. Um, <laughs> I mean, you just think about undervalued quarterbacks. This guy has great weapons. Got a fuck ton of money. Pretty easy schedule for a quarterback. I mean, you look at Derek Carr down in New Orleans. He's got Mike <laughs> Thomas. Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Jawan Foster, Alvin, Taysom fucking Hill. This guy's got like the best weapons he's ever had. I know this is the excuse for Derek every single fucking year. Trust me, I fucking know. But Derek Carr, I, I mean, he's going as like the quarterback 22, 23. Like, if you punt quarterbacks and you're looking at, you know, the, the, the board and you see Derek Carr, somebody else I'm going to talk about. Sam Howell and Baker Mayfield, and you choose Baker Mayfield, like you deserve to fucking lose. Like Derek Carr is going to be probably up towards the top 15, top 17 at the position if he stays healthy, which he's shown in his career that he can. Um, I just think you kind of sometimes you just got to follow the money. And there's 150 million reasons why Derek Carr might be good this year. I apologize to all the younger viewers out there. Derek Carr, yeah, really brings, he, he brings the F bombs out of Vince. Michael Thomas, is he ever going to be healthy? R Rashid Shahid actually is going to help him a lot because Rashid Shahid is a deep ball guy. Jawan Johnson, legit target in the red zone. He had like a couple, what, three touchdown games last year. That guy can play. Alvin Kamara, who knows how much time he's going to see on the field. This is a, it's a topsy-turvy one for me because I think he does have good weapons if they're going to be there and, I've never looked at a team more and been like, I don't know who the weapons are going to be on this team because it's just every single year, something drastic happens. And then like Marquez Colston is their wide receiver one in 2023, you know, like, like random guys are probably going to flourish in this offense. I do like that. They have Chris Olave who just dusts people. Great route runner. He's, um, he's going to be a star in the next couple of years. I love Chris Olave. Chris Olave's got uh, a lot of good things going on for him right now. And you, you talked about money. I usually, when I look at these things and I'm trying to find some values, I'm looking at opportunity, situation they're in, and how much money they're getting paid. Uh, because Derek Carr getting four years, $150 million, this team is going to utilize him. They're going to game plan around their quarterback, as every team should. Uh, yes. But I, I like the pick. I'm nervous about the weapons, is what I'll say. Um, but at QB 23, I've seen him produce good numbers with less weapons than this. So it's, it's something to be optimistic about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, if you're looking down at the board and you punched a quarterback early, there's like a lot of bad options and Derek Carr's not one of them. 
And I mean, keep in mind is we're we're kind of discussing a, a super flex opportunity. Here. Yeah, he, he probably wouldn't be our QB one by any means. It's the perfect um, but, quarterback two and two quarterback super flex leagues. But. Exactly, and perfect. and his his last couple of years finish will kind of speak to this. I think he's been like within the eight to fifteen range yeah. the last like six years. It's just where he's landed. So I, I like it. He's he's always going to be there for you. He's not going to take you over the hill. So. If I was building a real football team, I would definitely take a guy like maybe like Jimmy Garoppolo over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, in real life. Uh, Matt Stafford next on this list. Um, man, Matt Stafford. How bad is that injury? How bad is that elbow? Yeah. Mars saw it coming from a mile away last year. Um, he didn't want anything to do with them. Weapons are sketch feels like a fire sale over there in LA and his ADP speaks to that. Nobody's touching Matt Stafford right now. Um, if Cooper cup wasn't there, Matt Stafford would just be, yeah, he'd be out of yeah. out of sight, out of mind, gone kind of situation. Matt Stafford's going behind Jordan love. That's, that's where Matt Stafford's at right now. Uh, it's, it's tough. That's the way the business is. Uh, you you want the new exciting, shiny thing. Um, someone who won a Super Bowl two years ago. Shout out Jaquaski Tart. Uh, man, Matt Stafford. I don't know what to think about the guy. Tyler Higby, underrated tight end, getting up there in age. Van Jefferson, fast. We both like the wide receiver they took out of BYU. Cooper Cup's the best route runner in the NFL. Uh, they, he's got weapons to work around. Running game sucks. Defense isn't great, so I guess the offense will be on the field a lot. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, it's it's another one where I, I wish I could hype you guys up and tell you that, you know, he's definitive and he's going to be so good. But I don't know that. But I do know that he's going to be better than where he's being drafted at. Don't think he's a QB1 anymore. But who knows? He comes back from that elbow injury. He's He's got Hall of Fame numbers on his career. Yeah. He's got a win-healthy top five wide receiver in the NFL <laughs> on his team and a running game that's not going to carry the load. That's opportunity situation. And, yes, they paid him a lot of money. So those are guys that I'm going to go after. What do you think about Matt? Well, I think Matt Stafford is, like we said, super flex. But even in redraft, single quarterback, if you if you are one of those types of guys that takes two quarterbacks, I'm taking Matt Stafford as my backup to guys like Justin Fields and Daniel Jones, guys that could either be – blowing the doors off of this this league and just leading their teams like a Josh Allen type of performance and then just cutting Matt Stafford later. But these guys don't have – I mean, they have the rushing upside, but they could be really bad or very good. And if they're very bad, kind of want that insurance. I think Matt Stafford has a higher floor than some of these guys being drafted in like the 6th, 7th, 8th round. So that's kind of where I'm at with Matt Stafford. I don't, I don't like him as my QB1, but – like you said, there's there's other options that I would be way more scared to start week one than him. I, I want to bring up a little Russell Wilson love here, but it is hilarious that we're doing this segment and we're considering Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, and Russell Wilson. But yeah. I, I really do think that Russell Wilson, after one very abysmal year um, in a new system with a terrible head coach, it, it was ugly. Um, there's there's no other way to put it. It was an ugly, ugly season. I think he's better than the QB 18. Marvin Mims comes into the fold. Jerry Judy, 
every fantasy football analyst has predicted a Jerry Judy breakout over the last 40 months or so. And Cortland Sutton, too. And Cortland Sutton. Um, one of them's got a breakout, right? It's kind of what we hear every year. Uh, Jerry Judy is he's a good wide receiver. It just has not shown on the field. It's been kind of sad to watch, but Cortland Sutton, leader in the locker room, Tim Patrick, dog. Um, Greg Dulcich had a great rookie year. Similar to the Rams, I don't think that the running game, if Javante is healthy, great. Let's have ourselves a good time. Javante hasn't been healthy his whole career. I don't think they're going to rely on the running game too much. I, I just don't think that they they can. Yeah. Um, offensive line is reboosted. I know Russell Wilson was sacked a ton last year. And that's, that's bad for 55 sacks. Yes, it's 33 or 34 years old it's not good for a mobile mobile or quarterback yeah you know it's, it's just not good um so they, they brought in some some death pieces for the offensive line everybody knows my thoughts on mike mcglinchy but whatever he's better than what they had um so they, they've improved on the offensive line wide receiver room looks to be a little bit better than last year they had a slew of injuries right off the bat never really got going it just didn't click and a full off season with uh, Sean Payton, that guy. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson's going to be a little bit better this year. Um, Sean I think Payton he's came out of retirement or whatever the hell he was in, just for Russell Wilson, just to work with Russell Wilson. So just to avoid Derek Carr. Yes, that's it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, Russell to work with Russell Wilson. So I mean, that's that says something when a guy like like him comes out of retirement. And you saw at the end of last year, he kind of clicked once they fired Hackey. He had two or three really good games after. So, um, Yeah, he had a 26 at 38 against Kansas City. Yeah. Obviously, those aren't the most glowing numbers ever. Yeah. But um, he, he had a good game against Kansas compared City. Yeah, compared to everything else. Um, two rushing touchdowns, I think, against Kansas City as well. He's so um, high in the tank. And you just – he has the weapons. I think this is going to be the – well, I'll put it together. We've seen him be great before, but – Kind of like that post-hype sleeper where you're going to get a two, three-round discount because of how bad he was last year. And I think you'll just laugh running to the bank when you win a championship with Russell Wilson. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. But he, the Chargers were in a must-win game late last year, I believe. I, he always on He dominated. He, yeah, he had three touchdown performance. Says he finishes the QB2. I'm on Fantasy Pros right now. It's a good – Yeah, I, I think in my rankings – I don't have him in front of me. I had him at 12. And I kind okay. of, when I looked at that, I was like, oh, I like Russell Wilson this year. Any other guys? I mean, we don't got to go as in-depth as these first three, but any other guys that you think might be uh, might be hanging around too low down there? Maybe a Kyle Trask, a little love? Maybe uh, uh, No, not really, no. No Kyle Trask love? No Tannehill love at QB 32? Yeah, if DeAndre Hopkins is an idiot and goes to Tennessee, they, he could be decent. As a streamer. Yeah, the thing with Tannehill is you, we talked about how shitty their roster looks on paper right now. Yeah. What's the use of starting a Tannehill or keeping a Tannehill instead of trying to get Will Levis some reps or trying to, I guess, get Malik Willis some more reps? What, what's the point, you know? No, point. no yeah. your team's not going anywhere. All right, that's QBs. We'll, we'll have more QB news and training camp rolls around. I'm sure the 49ers will announce seven different QB ones. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I can't wait for the depth chart to just be one, one, one. Yeah. Be great. Sam Darnold, bye now.
undervalued wide receivers. I, I wanted to put the entire Cleveland Browns offense. Um, I wanted to talk about Deshaun Watson and the QBs, but I'm a good person and I didn't. Um, but I think Deshaun Watson's going to play a lot better this year too. But their whole offense. Better than Kyle Trask too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's. Uh, I think just the entire Cleveland Browns offense is being slept on. They're being put into the box that the Browns offense is always put into a box with, for a good reason. Um, but you look at some of those names, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, David Njoku. That right there. No one is more slept on than David Njoku. <sighs> David Njoku. He's a, I mean, if you look at that guy's body type, he could be an elite tight end. He just needs to put it together. But I think you could say that about a lot of guys. Finishes the wide receiver 10 with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I think if you're looking at him now, right around the wide receiver 20, I like him more. I just realized I just put two former Raiders on this thing. My bad, guys. Um, but you should see an uptick in quality of targets um, with Deshaun playing now. Um, that offense that they had last year was just – it was Nick Chubb and then nothing else. Like, that that offense was so stagnant. It was built for Jacoby Brissett's strengths, which he doesn't really have. So now coming in with an offense built around Deshaun Watson in that passing game, I think he's going to have a much better year. I can probably see um, – probably around the wide receiver 8 to 12 range for him. And I think I think that's a value for, for where you're going to be taking him. Yeah, Amari Cooper, he's, he's just the guy that always produces, no matter what. Um, you're never excited when you draft him, but then it always ends up working out. Good touchdown numbers. Last year at nine. Targets are always over 100. He's all reliable. He played his career high in targets last year. I would have not guessed that. Amari Cooper, I think, in Kevin Stefanski's offense – it can work. They have a great offensive line. Deshaun Watson put the pieces together. I like the whole offense, though. I wanted to put all of the Cleveland Browns in. Yeah. Brandon Cooks, number two undervalued wide receiver. I like that he's had a 1,000 yards with Davis Mills, and then he gets a high-powered offense that is okay with throwing the ball 45, 50 times a game. Um, I mean, this offense has shown the ability to have two good wide receivers and a very good tight end. We don't know who the wide receiver or the tight end is, and Michael Gallup is still recovering from an ACL. Uh, currently going as wide receiver 38. Yeah, I'll take Brandon Cooks all day at that ADP. He's going to significantly outplay that. There's a I'm, I'm going to use this word with the next wide receiver, but I, I think about offensive identity, and you you mentioned it. They're they are not afraid to throw the ball all game if they need to. But they're also going to be without Zeke. Um, Tony Pollard's coming off of a major leg injury in the playoffs. Um, and they didn't really grab anybody to re- replace him. They brought in Ronald Jones, who everybody's been hyping up for four years, me included. Um, but I, I just, with this team, I think there's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a, a new regime is what we're looking at. No more Kellen Moore. Um, it's, there's a lot of new going on here. Brandon cooks is a deep threat, which I really feel like Dak Prescott hasn't had the past couple of years, like a true guy that can just go out and beat you deep. Um, and that's something that you can lean on. I I like Brandon cooks here. I wide receiver 38 is crazy. I mean, can, what's when's the last time that he finished outside of barring injury? When's the last time that he finished outside of a wide receiver 38 finish? Yeah, so he played 13 games last year, still finished at wide receiver 49. Year prior, playing 16, wide receiver 20. Year before that, wide receiver 16. 2019 missed a couple games. And then, I mean, you know, 
passes five years ago. But my point stands of he is a producing wide receiver. If he doesn't get injured, he's probably going to be over a thousand yards again. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns within this offense. Their defense is great. They're going to have the ball a lot. These are things to look out for. Um, they're, they're things that don't track within the basic stat packages. And, you know, if you're look, like the 49ers, everybody's scared about the 49ers offense because there's a lot of mouths to feed, but how often is that offense going to be on the field? Um, I think that these are some things to consider when looking at deeper sleepers. Brandon Cooks, he, he fits that to a T. I, I think that the money they gave up draft capital and money to get this guy and put him in their offense. So I'm not, I'm not worried about him at all. CD lamb's going to warrant 150 plus targets. And that's great. I still think that the yards per catch, we're going to be there with Brandon cooks. Mm-hmm. He's going to get you a couple chunk plays um, weekly. I, I think is what we're going to notice out of him. Last guy over to Chicago. Uh, my late addition here, DJ Moore. Possibly the best QB situation of his career. I was looking at it a little bit. He stepped in with a older Cam Newton. We sprinkled in a little PJ Walker, a little Sam Darnold, little Baker Mayfield, back to Sam Darnold. Um, It's not the most luxurious list, and he has produced. He's going as the wide receiver 27. He's had four straight years with 118 or more targets. I think he's only missed four games in the last five years. They included him in the the package of the draft. They're looking for a new identity. Um, David Montgomery's gone with the young ascending quarterback. Yeah, the the biggest knock on him is what if Justin Fields isn't good? He's never played with a good quarterback, so it doesn't really matter. He's been wide receiver two his entire career. He can he knows. I mean, unfortunately, he knows how to play with a bad quarterback. He's just that good. And I know it's a different profile, but these wide receivers of we saw last year where a veteran wide receiver comes and helps a younger quarterback. You get Tyreek Hill, Tua pops off. I think this could be, maybe not to that extent, but kind of that that help that Justin Fields needed to take that extra step. And I mean, like you said, that trade was massive. That trade, when that trade came across our phones, we went to the group chat. We we're like, dude, this is it. Like they traded all these draft capital and they got DJ Moore too. So. Yeah, like you said, trade of the draft. And this is the this is the step that, that Justin Fields needed. And I mean, just looking at some of these names that are going above him, like it it's easy for me to feel confident that he will outproduce. Um it, it's this this offense might not be one of the more high scoring ones in the league, but all you pessimistic dudes out there, what if Justin Fields is good? You ever consider that? What he's if he's good at football? Easy. Yeah, I, he's gonna be he's gonna be a stud. It just it depends on how they divvy it up. Um, we've seen some teams, you know, really really spread the wealth to a fault, and so I think DJ Moore he, he's put in the proof is in the pudding with DJ Moore. He's produced. He's gonna continue to produce. Be ready to draft him in the third round. You're and their offensive line got better. They put a lot of money into that offensive line. Yep. Um, and I mean tight ends. There's a couple tight ends to go around net, over there too, but nothing that's making me worried about DJ. Uh, Calvin Ridley, my last guy, um, not going to go super in depth, but I, I, I like Calvin Ridley. I think he's being slept on. Um, the, the gambling thing, it happened. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem. He apparently doesn't. He put in one parlay. I forgive him. I hope you it hit. Falcons, too. Doesn't matter. Uh, when we saw him in 2020, he was the wide receiver four. 
I know that was a couple years ago. Um, I know it was with a future Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's a guy. Um, he's he's a stud. He's been off for a little while. Fresh legs, right? We're going to say fresh legs for this one. I think with Trevor Lawrence, he's, he's in a prime opportunity. Offense that was feeding a lot of mouths last year that were slowly ascending. Christian Kirk doesn't – he can – remember what I just said about Brandon Cooks? That's what Christian Kirk gets to do all year now. Um, and Calvin Ridley's just going to be an alpha in a good offense. It's going to have the ball a lot because their defense has improved. Uh, I, I like everything about it. I like him going in the mid twenties and uh, it's, it feels good. If Calvin Ridley and Michael Pittman are both on the board, I think I can confidently tell you I'm going to take Calvin Ridley every time. That's me. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, that Jacksonville offense. It's like, we just talked about the bears offense. And we just talked about, uh, yeah, the bears offense and the Jaguars offense is being good. Like we told this five years ago that this would be an option. We'd tell you you're crazy. <laughs> but Trevor Lawrence is legit. He could have one of those true Joe Burrow-like breakout seasons, toss up 32 to 35 touchdowns. And, yeah, you have a lot of balance to feed, but when you have a quarterback that good and that potential for high touchdown numbers, then I want a piece of that offense. And with that draft capital, I'm okay taking that number one guy. We'll get into a couple deep sleepers here, and then we'll get out. Um, brief. I, I got a couple. You got a couple. Uh, who's your first deep sleeper? I like Tim Patrick. Uh, we talked about the, the Broncos offense already. He's coming back from an injury. There are there are rumors about Portland Sutton potentially being traded, KJ Hamler potentially being traded. Um, they don't really have like that alpha tight end, so they will run three wide receivers a lot. We've seen Tim Patrick be a good player before. He's going as like the wide receiver 77. I so, see – I'm on a website. I see 90. I'll take it. That helps my argument even more. So, I, I'm okay taking that late dart throw at Tim Patrick. And if he doesn't suck, you're, if he sucks, your team doesn't fault on a round 16 pick. I think the upside is there for him to be like a wide receiver three flex, which is just a, a crazy value that late in the draft. Five-plus TDs both the last two years, wide receiver 37 and a wide receiver 42 finish, and that's standard. Let's look at yeah. I can't believe I'm on standard. Mid-40s PPR. He, yeah. I think he's he's going too low is, is what we're going to say. Marvin Mims could be a problem. I've heard a lot of good things. We're not going to talk too much about rookies today, but Marvin Mims is another guy to keep tabs on. Um, my guy, been my guy, wrote a the blog about this dude three years ago, Kyle Phillips. Um Came out of UCLA. He's a great kick returner. Um, he's a reception leader for DTRs UCLA for a couple of years. Uh, he's, a, he's a stud. He's a really good route runner. Um, he had six catches, I think, in week one of last year. Um, and then he dealed with some injury stuff. Don't know who's going to be there at quarterback, but I do know that he's a safety blanket that doesn't look like a safety blanket. And uh, I, I think that he's got home run speed when he's on the field. He's only 23. He's on a team that doesn't have a clear wide receiver one i think he's going to be a, a slot presence that if he does earn the starting job he he could definitely finish within the top 50 and i know it's a it's a bold take but i really like kyle phillips and i liked him out of college and i'm, I'm glad that he's on a, a team where he'll be able to prove himself a little bit so um and then my second rondell moore man was he a disappointment people were taking him in the first round of rookie drafts um they were uh, but let me let me look tell you guys about Rondell Moore last year. First off, he's 22, dealt with a ton of injuries. Yes, he's 5'7", 
But these are his, this is game logs right here. So week four through 10, when he played 85% of more snaps, is the target numbers. Five, eight, 10, two, eight, 10, 13 before getting hurt, missing the rest of the season. Um, he had two finishes, sorry, three straight finishes before he got injured within the top 20 wide receivers. He could be a guy. They have absolutely nobody now that DeAndre Hawkins is gone. It's Rondell Moore in the Dorcher chamber over there in Arizona with the bad boy, oh. Colt McCoy. Um, lots of lots of ugly names in that offense, but someone is going to have to produce. He is the type of guy that gets the ball behind the line of scrimmage and kind of doesn't need uh, anything more than that. So watch out for Rondell Moore. If those, those last three games are very, very promising for me. And with as deep as he's going right now in drafts, I think he could be a massive, massive value. Yeah, you're gonna get the Cardinals discount of him. You're gonna see the Arizona Cardinals name next to his next to his name, and no one's gonna take him. So I'm mm-hmm. okay with taking that dark throw with Rondell Moore opposite Hollywood Brown, which would, which is a fun wide receiver duo to to think about potentially being Colt McCoy's weapon. It's it's kind of how tall is Greg Dorch? I I, I want to say five eight. Greg Dorch also five seven. What is going on in that draft room? They need two two out. Well, um, I want to bring up just one more player to have it written down. Marvin Jones is going as like like a last round pick, I think, with the offense that they have. They, he's shown that he fits that offense. They lost DJ Chark. They're not going to have Jameson Williams for six games. Even when Williams is back, they do like to have that three, third wide receiver there. Marvin Jones is perfect for that offense. I mean, you're probably not going to get those that, that high floor, but those uh, boom games opposite Amon Ross and Brown that they're going to double every chance they get. Marvin Jones could be an early season uh, stud. Marvin Jones, really well known for stealing touchdowns from your favorite wide receiver one. Um, it, it's He's going to continue to do it. He's a monster in the red zone. I don't understand why. I don't think anybody does, but I mean, he's had – three nine touchdown season no four nine plus touchdown seasons been in the league for a while crafty vet and on a wide receiver room that has a lot of room right now so i I like that too the lions are gonna be fun the bears are gonna be fun football's finally gonna be fun again your team might be good this year go to royalretros.com use promo code upside play get 10 percent off your order um i didn't ask a question of the week but do you got any under or overvalued i should say Oh, yeah. Quarterbacks or wide receivers? I know for a fact. I'm not as high, and I've, I've said it on pods before, Tua. <laughs> I'm just – I'm fading Tua again, I, I'm, but I'm not going to talk about that injury or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Black, um, I do like Brandon Cooks, but that – being people on Twitter are taking him as, like, the wide receiver six. I think I'm out on that. Uh, oh, Kyler – I mean, Kyler's an injury. That doesn't matter. That doesn't help. That doesn't help him, obviously. But Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett would be the one that I, I just I, I don't like him at the wide receiver nineteen. I'm all the way out on pretty much everybody in that offense this year. I might get bashed for this one. You got to be a little worried about Devontae, right? Yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think he's the 100%. best, still probably the best wide receiver in the game outside of Justin Jefferson. But I've seen I've seen what my guy Jimmy does. Yeah, I I know him. He he makes the the clear like Brandon Ayuk with Jimmy was just nothing. 
and then other people step on the scene and Brandy Ayuk's a thousand yard receiver. I mean, take that with a grain of salt. Um, no, I, I agree. I, and obviously the injury risks, all that stuff. Like, I'm probably taking, I think he came in at my, my updated one at like wide receiver 10 or 11, which I was like, damn, this kind of hurts because that's Devontae, but. What are you going to do with that quarterback situation? I, I also really got to ask, are there people that are in redraft taking Drake London over Chris Godwin? Is that happening? Yeah, Pizzuto. Pizzuto, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, Drake London too. I'm just – I'm all out on Drake London. I think Drake London could potentially be really good. Just don't – like, it, it's another situation where you're like, uh, what's going to go on here in this wide receiver room? Is Kyle Pitts going to be the alpha? Who is the alpha? I know that Chris Godwin gets the ball behind the line of scrimmage and just runs with it for 10 yards. So yeah. I'll take that when I can get it. All well, right, guys, that's sorry, one okay. last question. Your guy. How do you feel about Gino this year? <laughs> oh, my stud. Um, I'm excited. That I don't know how to feel about Gino Smith and that offense this year. I'm excited that they didn't take a, um, they didn't take an additional quarterback. Cause I thought Anthony Richardson might've been their play yeah. and he was obviously not there. Uh, I think they're going to run the shit out of the ball and people aren't expecting that because they have three really, really good wide receivers. Um, but I think that they drafted Charbs in the second round for a reason. I think that Kenneth Walker is going to get a heavy workload. I, their offensive line is kind of a mauling offensive line. I think Gino's going to get the job done when he needs to, but it's not going to be an air raid like people are expecting. And I think he might be getting overdrafted a little bit because they're seeing those three wide receivers and they're like, all right, this is a throwing offense where – I might hold my horse on that because I know Pete Carroll with Marshawn Lynch, right? The guy likes to run through people's faces. Um, very similar identity to the 49ers. So I think that's a fun offense. I think Gino is going to be exactly what he was last year. And he's going to complete a lot of, you know, he's going to have a high completion rate. He'll have some red zone touchdowns, but I think that the running game is going to lead the way, at least in the first half of the season, because it started to break down a little bit last he year. He won't lead the NFC and touchdown passes again. That's just not that's not gonna happen. I didn't even know he did that last year. Yeah, he led the NFC in touchdowns, but that's not happening for anybody who is even gonna make that argument. There's no way that's happening. There's other quarterbacks in the NFC that'll do it. Sam Darnold's coming for you, Gino. All right, guys, go to royalretros.com, use promo code upside play, get 10% off that order. Go Giants, go Knights. Maybe the Heat are winning, probably not. <laughs>